We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's start at the top of the East because we are, I think this is pretty interesting. Only nine days into the season, right? Nine days. Some teams haven't even played a fourth game yet. Like Philly has played three games. Um, they actually might be the only team. Uh, That's it. Do, yeah, that it's just like, that. Yeah. But you know, there are a bunch of teams that have only played four games. A few teams have played five games. The fact that in the Eastern Conference there are every team besides Boston and Philly has at least two losses speaks volumes to me about the Eastern Conference. And we kind of said all summer. There was Boston and and uh, Milwaukee in one category, and then like Cleveland, kind of for me at least, kind of had their own tier below that. Now Cleveland has obviously started off the season with some injuries they've been dealing with, um, which clearly affect them. And then it's like then you get into the beginning of like the juicy middle, and like people wanted to put the Knicks a little higher, some people wanted to put the Sixers a little higher, some people wanted to put the Heat or the Hawks or whoever, like. I don't know. These teams are different levels of mediocre. Now, granted, can we say the Sixers are the biggest surprise of the top of the East? I threw three games. Fine. I, I, I here's why, and and we should note you know, those two wins came against uh, these. Who are the heavy hitters? The Raptors. Which, yeah, we talked about this the other night, the, the other day yeah. with the the Maxi overreaction. You know. Well. So, and they, the other one was against the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they sh- probably should have won against the, the Bucks on opening night, but they didn't. I just think, and this has been discussed a lot. We kind of discussed it a lot uh, uh, enough in the Harden thing, but clearly, what the, clearly the formula they have right now is working. Now, they lost PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker was a starter for them. We have yet to see them play with their. New players. We'll see that tonight. Um, Thursday night, they are playing the uh, Toronto Raptors. Raptors again. again. Yeah. So, like, we'll see. We'll see if the new players play. But just from a this thing is clearly not falling apart perspective, you know, and that's for me, that's why I think it is. It, 
at least notable that they're two and one. You don't it's, share my opinion on this because it's two and one. They played three games. Yeah, but they, like, it's how they look. It's how they. I think they look good. I think against the Blazers and the Raptors. Like we're not talking about they world look good beaters. on opening night against the Bucks. They, that's the takeaway. They looked good on opening night against a team that got put together three weeks earlier. Fine. Like I, the the bigger takeaway I have from the Sixers is they traded James Harden. And I'm now curious to see what that team with these new pieces eventually looks like. Like the Sixers, because of the, the sample size is unbelievably small. It's yeah. so tough to me to really conclude it. Like you want to overreact to a team at the top of the Eastern Conference. It's a team that's above them that hasn't lost yet and just won by 50 points last night. Okay, so Boston right now is averaging 127 points per game, um, which is the most in the league by about five points. Um, they Their best win so far is probably against the Knicks on opening night. I the mean, Knicks, yeah. Yeah, because they, you know, then they beat Miami, but that was at home. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Like, you know, next they go to they go to Brooklyn. Um, that game is tomorrow night. I think, yeah, Friday night. No, sorry, that game is Saturday night. So they're not playing for a little bit. Like, yes, the offense looks incredible, and it's gotten better with each game. They went from 108 to 119 to 126 to 155. I guess at this rate, they're going to be topping 200 points by uh, well before Thanksgiving. I that's your that's where you want to go. Okay, that's fine. They they won by 50 points last night in the. Year of our Lord 2023. I'm not, I just, nothing about what they're doing is surprising to me. I, maybe it's because I was fairly convinced before the season that they were going to be fucking awesome as long as they're healthy. They're healthy right now. So then we're properly reacting to them. Yeah. That they're, they're winning by 50 points against, against teams. Now, maybe yeah, that I might think, have been more to do with the Pacers who you thought the Knicks were bad from three last night. The Pacers took seven more threes and made the same amount as the Knicks last night. Um, I just, from, the early season returns of these this very small sample, the Celtics being four and zero, and consistently like blitzing teams, like running teams off the court outside of the Knicks, is like oh this could be this could be okay. sixty five win potential rather well, let's, than sixty win potential. Listen, they still need to stay healthy. They do. You're right. Let's say this: we were probably off base about putting them in the same regular season tier. As the Bucks, I think that Maybe. is the Bucks seem is, to be where the Sixers were. That's it, not the Sixers. The Celtics were last year. Yeah, in that new coach, some yeah. not not a new core. No, they're like, adjusting. There, there's an adjustment period to them that any sixty win thoughts that I had, I just unless no. they have like a Nets kind of run in them where they they coast for a little bit and figure themselves out, and then for a month and a half, it's like, oh, they're 19 and three in their last yeah. 22 games. Other than that, I think the, the bucks and that's, that's the, again, I just did a, a pod with a bucks content creator who watches them much more closely. So I'm, this information is fresh, but the idea that the bucks just like got rid of their defensive identity to go a little bit heavier on the other end with offense with Dame. A lot heavier on the other I end. think the the bigger um the the bigger influence that has had to start the year. Like, oh, this is gonna be a bigger adjustment than we thought. That they're gonna actually need like 20 or 25 games to really under a new coach with a new quote unquote second best or first best player. Um, 
you know, they I, I actually I came away a little more confident in the Knicks' chances on Friday night. Not that you know it's going to matter if Julius, depending on how Julius uh, Randall plays. Well, listen, the Knicks are their own. They are Knicks are their own thing. I wonder. I wonder how long before. I, I wonder what. I wonder what the Knicks would have to do over the next week or two. Um. To get the national conversation to be like, oh, are the Knicks not nearly as good as we thought they were going to be? Um, we'll we'll see. Okay, so that's fine. The 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 Celtics are a juggernaut as long as they're healthy. The Sixers to me look good. Again, not only Maxi, Tobias Harris averaging twenty points a game, and Kelly Oubre being I don't want to call Kelly Oubre a revelation, but whatever. Um, after that, you have um, how many teams is this? 10 teams that are either three and two or two and two or two and three. Um, the Atlanta Hawks, we should note, are three and two. Um, when they've looked good, they have looked very good. They have the second best offense in the league, I believe, or at least by uh, points per game, they do. I'll check the. Um, in the, the league or the conference? Fifth, fifth, sorry, fifth best offense in the league, third best offense in the conference. Um. I thought the Hawks were going to be good, so I guess I'm not shocked. Their win against the Timberwolves was probably more a reflection on the Timberwolves than the Hawks. That was a game where Atlanta was down by uh, 20 and came all the way back and was up by 20 at one point during the fourth quarter. But, like, look, you still got to make the comeback. Um, and they've won three in a row. I mean, they've beaten the they've beaten the Bucks, the Wolves, and, and then the Wizards, which is probably going to be a constant theme. I'll be curious to see what happens when they go into New Orleans. On uh, on Saturday night, you know, and like of that middle pack of teams after them, we'll save the three teams that have one win for the next part of the conversation. I don't know. Or is anything any of these teams have done notable to you? The Cavs are struggling with injuries. The Raptors have some half court offense issues. There's a play going around. Shout out Caitlin Cooper. She clipped it last night of Dennis Schroeder um, going around on a, 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 I forget what the play is called, but basically both big men screened off ball. And if you, if you run the, the, the play, if you execute the play with purpose, it's supposed to lead to your point guard coming around and getting downhill. It's kind of a pistol set, but it's run from the side rather than from the top of the key. And Dennis Schroeder just like jogged through it and it ends up being just a handoff. And it, it just, that's their, that's their life right now. They went from Fred Van Vliet to, yeah. to Dennis Schroeder. And I, I maintain that the Raptors, and yet they killed the Bucks, And yet they then, again, that's the yeah. Bucks issues right now. And that's, that's apparently, apparently you play the Bucks and it's an elixir for oh your team shooting poorly. Guess what? You're going to play the Bucks right yeah. now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think the Raptors have their, their offensive issues of this pack. I mean, Brooklyn has this, I mean, uh, can we talk about can we talk about this? The can we talk about the tenth leading scorer in the league right now? Who is it's Cam Thomas? Cam, oh yeah, that. So so it's funny. You said remember the other night when you asked me on the post game about Donovan Mitchell and where he ranks in scoring, like yeah. as as a scorer, right? <laughs> you and what Cam I Thomas? well, so what I did to be refresh myself with a list I could could make is I went to points per game and. Cam Thomas kept like staring at me. It's like, I'm just going to ignore that for now, but we should, he, the guy is an elite scorer. I just, so there are other things to his game. He doesn't do, you know, speaking of which, 
So if you look at the scoring leaderboard right now, if you just look at the top, uh, let's look at the top 15 guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 14 of those 15 guys have, are averaging, actually, sorry, 13 of those 15 guys are averaging at least 3.8 assists per game. The two guys that are under are Anthony Davis, who notably is a center, play center for LA, is averaging 3.2 assists per game. And then you have Cam Thomas averaging 1.8 assists per game. Don't even bother. That being, yeah. Yeah, that being said, dude's shooting 51% from the field, and that is a 51% number, and he's only hitting 30% of, of his threes, taking five threes a game, which is not a lot considering most perimeter players nowadays. The number that stands out to me probably the most is the dude's getting to the line 8.5 times per game. And he's shooting them pretty well. Um, that's a lot. Like I, like I don't know what we're supposed to do with this. I don't know what the Nets are supposed to do with this. I don't know how people around the league who are trying to like try to evaluate talent. I don't know what they're supposed to do with this. Like, I would, I would. This is one of those things. I would love to get like fifteen or whatever a different executives' thoughts on like. Is Cam Thomas like? Would you bank on Cam Thomas potentially one day being like the second best player on a good team? Does he top out as a six man? Is he an ideal six man? Is he someone that you wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole if you were building a roster? Like I, and none of the answers would shock me. Yeah, I, I just I thought it was worth noting. This he's always been a bucket, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm I'm shocked the Nets are are leaning into him being a bucket. There's, there's also the, the crazy outcome that one of these games that I believe he, let me look it up real quick. There's one game he didn't start and he still went off. Yeah. Opening night, he didn't start against the Cavs and he hit 30. That's a season high 36 points. Now he is coming off a game against Miami. If we can box score scout a bit where it's his lowest output. He shot 21% from the field. Yeah, it was not a good... Only scored he was on fire points. for three games. Yeah, for three games, he was the maxi. Like, imagine reacting to Cam... Like, that's where I was doing the reaction the other night when you asked me about best scorers in the league. And, yeah. like, Cam Thomas had three games to his resume. It was averaging 35 points a game. Sure. You know? The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. 
mypatriotsupply.com.